So this is the day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is our prayer that something is said or done to make your walk through this journey called life a little lighter and brighter. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He looks forward to walking with you on this journey together to breakthrough, victory, redemption. Pastor Wade is anointed and experienced in multiple areas of life. God uses him to have us look at our challenges in ways we may never have seen before. Now the moment we've all been waiting for, Pastor Wade Scarborough. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is an honor and privilege, as always, that you have taken the time out of your life to walk with me on this journey that we call life. For those joining us for the very, 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 very first time, I love and appreciate you. I just want to say welcome and let you know what this is the day is all about. This show is about discussing various topics that the church body did not talk about on a Sunday or maybe even at a Bible study or shut down from talking about it altogether because of the sensitive nature of the subject. All of us, no matter what you think, feel, or believe, without judgment, will not be made to feel like your feelings or opinion are not valid, and we can have a conversation freely here on This is the Day with Pastor Wade. Ladies and gentlemen, in light of what's going on in the world today, things are turned upside down, right up is down, left is right, look. This coronavirus and these social injustices, not only to black people in America, but in people in general, just the lack of respect we have for one another is at a all, 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 did I say all? All time high. We must all share this planet and occupy the same space. This leads me to continuing this conversation on uh, how we treat one another. Yeah, this, this how we treat one another is major. I know, you know, there's not some, some conversations are real sexy for people. They, they really love it. But when we get to the, the nuts and bolts of, the, of what life is about, of how we treat one another, you know, people start, you know, start yawning and be like, oh, I don't know. I don't need to hear this. But I'm just telling you, it is the most essential and crucial thing right now in this time right now of how we treat one another. We got people protesting everywhere. We got this coronavirus. People, we got people separated. Division is happening everywhere. Colors, uh, racial colors, uh, uh, cultures are divided right now. There is just division on all sides. This is a time where let every man be convinced in his own mind. This is the time where we all are brethren, where we need to stand together. This is the time where we need to encourage, help, build, edify each other. This is the moment. This is the day. But before we really get into our, further our conversation about how to treat one another, let's review uh, for those that are just here for the very first time, just a brief review about what we uh, discussed. And for those that listen for the very first time, go back and listen to episodes one and two of how we treat one another. Also, you can go back and listen to the 10 principles of a successful relationship as well. Those are eight episodes of those. I'm telling you, when you, if you get the relationship piece and how to treat one another together, I'm telling you, all of your relationships, everything in your life will transform, I guarantee you. So we talked about in episode two, what constitutes the foundation and the motivational reasons for the one another commands in scriptures. We also talk about the seven becauses, you know, because this, because that, which means really the whys of why we treat one another a certain way. Those seven becauses or seven whys were the first one was because we are God's children. Yes, 
We are God's children. We are also God's creation. Look, some people don't believe in God, and, and that's fine, but you're still God's creation. Remember I said, no matter who is on this planet, uh, if you are a human being, I'm not talking about a clone or whatever. If you are a human being that came out of, that was birthed into this planet, you are a spirit, you live in a body, and you have a soul, which is a mind. So we are all part of what God, either his children, or we also are part of being his creation. The second because was because we are brethren. Yeah, 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 yes. That was the major, major point in the last episode. We are all brethren, whether you like it or not. It don't matter what culture you're from. It don't matter what sex you are. It just does not matter. We are all brethren. Why? Because we have to share this space. We live together. Even in your communities, those are all your brethren. Oh, man, I didn't lost some people right now. And we are just in the review. Also, the third because, because we are members of one another. Yeah, we are all members of one another, whether you like it or not. Remember, I talked about how our body is a living example of how we're supposed to treat one another. Remember, we went inside to the internal organs. I said the, the brain has to count on the kidneys, the liver, the heart, the stomach, the, 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 all the, the pancreas, all, they have to count all on each other. Even though the brain signals each and every one of them, every single one of them have to do their job. They have to work in unison together. That's just like we're supposed to do in our society right now. We are members of one another. We are part of one body. Oh boy, somebody don't like me now. The next because. Because we are taught by God to love one another. Ladies and gentlemen, God is love. And there is no such, no, there's no other thing that he teaches. We are supposed to love one another. Matter of fact, that is God's measuring stick on how if, and if you love and believe in him is how you treat your neighbor. He says, how could you love me whom you don't see and you don't even love your neighbor whom you do see? My goodness. We got to get this thing, how we treat one another and how we love one another straight. Next, because, because God has loved us. Look, everybody knows this scripture, whether you're a believer or not. Matter of fact, you turn on the TV at football games. Well, not right now. We don't have no football right now. We don't have any sports, but I feel some certain way about that right now. But that's a no another story. But when football games are on, even basketball games, sometimes, sometimes you see somebody in the stands holding up a sign and it says 316 on there. It says, John, John 316 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever whosoever oh that black people no that didn't say that that just white people no that didn't say that just asian people no that didn't say that either it said whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life so that also backs up my statement we are all brethren especially whosoever believe my goodness the next because, it's because the expression and fulfillment of God's word and will. Look, how we treat one another, how we love one another is God's will and expression for our life. People always say, especially that are in uh, the uh, disciples of God, they want to say, well, what's God's will for my life? Well, they can't even treat their neighbor as they want to be treated. They can't even love their neighbor as God told them to love him and them. They can't even do that. And they want to know what God's will for your life. If you just do that, 
Because let me let me give you a little secret. This one's free. If you love your neighbor and treat your neighbor as you want to be treated, God blesses through people. And so the blessing that you've been waiting for is going to come through another person. That's one of the secrets, the reason why you want to treat your neighbor correctly. You want to love your neighbor right because you, because of your attitude or the way you treat them, may be missing out on your blessing. They don't like me now. They don't like me now. The last because from the last episode, because we want to glorify him. Look, look, whether you're a believer or not, everything we do on this planet, in this world needs to be for God's glory. Look, it, it says we all going to line up one day, whether you're a believer or not. So I suggest that you figure this out or, and draw a relationship and draw closer to God because this whole thing that we do, this life that we live is supposed to give God glory. That is one of the reasons why we're supposed to treat one another correctly. That's what's supposed to love each other correctly. Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to take off. And you know, for my first time listeners, in this conversation, we are in this plane together. And we always say, make sure your seat and tray tables are in the upright position. And if you're listening with somebody right now, look over to them and say, you ready? You look back at them and say, I'm ready. Then let's go. All right. Let's continue this conversation about how to treat one another. We also said one another is a concept that the Holy Spirit uses as a Greek word. It's also a word that we call alien, which is A-L-L-E-L-O-N. It means one another. Then we also talked about uh, reciprocal means to be mutual, shared, shown, or felt like both sides. United in feelings, actions, responsibilities, and attitudes. Reciprocal implies a return in due measure for each side in the matter discussed. This is really, really, really important as we lead into today's show. That thing reciprocal, mean, it basically means that whatever we're discussing, whatever we're feeling, there is a mutual exchange, a mutual feeling in whatever the issue is. It says reciprocal implies a return in due measure by each side in the matter discussed. This reciprocal is a pronoun. It's frequently used in statements and injunctions. Injunctions means commands to Christians regarding the responsibility that believers are to engage in for the mutual help and blessing of one another. See, there's a few of you that I'm talking to. Those that believe in God and those that look, hey, I don't know if it's God. I call it something. You believe there's a higher power. And then we have another group that says, hey, I don't believe in no higher power. I believe that man is just the ultimate power. Well, I'm talking to all of you on this one. Regardless of what you believe, we are supposed to treat humanity with love and respect. We are supposed to have a mutual benefit with each other on this planet, regardless of what you believe. That is one common thing that we all must have if we are going to move forward. As a society, this mutual benefit, this thing of reciprocity must come together. All cultures, everyone must come to the table and we must sit down and hash down. That's why the Bible says, come, let us reason together. We need to all be reasonable in what our concerns is. We need to be reasonable on what we say is just and unjust. We need to be fair with each other. Oh my God. 
goodness, I didn't lost some friends right now. Somebody help me with this. The frequency of these injunctions, understand this, point up the importance of this truth to the growth, health, and ministry of the body of Christ. Look, we are all in this life to make each other better. Y'all didn't heard me say this 10 million times. We are supposed to be in this life to help each other grow, be healthy, make someone better. But it seems like we're all trying to make somebody bitter instead of better. We're hating on each other. We're, we're pointing fingers at each other. We're lying on each other. There are so many things that we're doing to each other. Everything but love. My God. Somebody help me with this. The, here are the basic and primary com commandments of love one another. The first one is our responsibility in loving one another. We're going to go to John 15 and 12 and verse 17. And it says, this is my commandment that you love one another. This I command you that you love one another. Loving and caring for one another is not an option, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking to everybody. Loving your neighbor is not an option. It is a mandate. It is solid proof of our love for the Lord and our fellowship with him. The second responsibility is our example in loving one another. John 13, 34. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I loved you, that you love one another. The Lord provides us with a perfect human example in every way. See, Jesus, whether you believe in the Christ or not, some believe that he was just a prophet. Some believe that he was just a great teacher. But he was, I know for a fact, he was Lord. He's also what we call the great example. God manifested himself through Christ to show us how we are supposed to live. So when you talk about Jesus, he is the human example in every way, manner, degree, extent, and purpose. Though being God, he left heaven's glory and became a servant in the form of humanity. And he went to the cross to bear the shame of our sin and guilt. He did all this with the specific goal in mind to bring men to God and heal their lives. You need to check 1 Peter 2 and 21. And so it must be with us. God has left us here to minister to each other. And what does minister mean? When I'm talking about minister, that means serve one another. See, people usually get the word minister confused. Like, is you're supposed to be a preacher. You're supposed to sit up and just talk to people. No, minister means uh, being service to one another. That is one thing that is missing in humanity right now. Nobody, and I mean nobody, is in service to one another. Oh, my God. Too many people are worried about their brand name. Uh, did I say the wrong thing? Too many people about worrying about getting theirs. Too many people are worrying about their own. Too many people are it's just too many, too many, too many, too many self, self, self. And the thing about it is wherever you're trying to get to, you're going to need someone else. That is the point that the part that nobody really gets. Wherever you're trying to go, wherever try, wherever God is trying to get you to, from where you are to where you want to be, is going to take another human being and it's not gonna sometimes it's not gonna be the same person as the same color as you oh my goodness you know what i'm gonna stop the show right now i'm just gonna just pause for the cause i'm just gonna leave right now because i know i didn't lost some friends right there the next commandment in me 
our means and motive in loving one another, which is Galatians 5, 13 through 26. We're going to break this down. And it says, for you were called to freedom, brethren. Wow, there that word brethren again. Only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh. Okay, okay, that slipped in. I know I just said something to that effect just a few seconds ago. People are using this opportunity for the flesh to please them. But here's what the scripture says. But through love, serve one another. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to keep going. Verse 14 says, for the whole law is fulfilled in one word in the statement. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, oh, my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, can anybody see? Can anybody follow me with this? Are we biting and devouring one another right now? Oh, my goodness. And I'm not just talking about white people with black people. I'm talking about black people on black people, Hispanics on Hispanics. Look, there's so much internal conflict with each culture. We haven't even begun to go outside of each culture. Oh, my goodness. They don't like me now. Also, it says, take care, lest you be consumed by another one another. Ladies and gentlemen, remember we said you got to make somebody bitter? I mean, make somebody better. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Versus making somebody bitter? Biting in, devouring them? Well, the opposite must be true. Instead of consuming somebody, we need to be loving somebody, empowering somebody, encouraging somebody. Th look, don't listen to me. Remember, we talked about, look, every self-help book, every self-motivational book, every how-to book, every, every book you can think of derived from the Bible. It is the best of everything. This is a roadmap. This is a guideline. This is a will and testament for all of our lives. And this right here is telling you right here that we are consuming one another in this time of social injustice, of coronavirus. We are doing that to ourselves, but we can turn it around through love. It also said, verse 17, for the flesh sets its desire against the spirit and the spirit against what? Let me pause right there. Remember, I said you are a spirit. I don't care who you are. Somebody's right now. Like, I ain't no spirit. Yes, you are. You just happen to live in the body and you have a soul, which is also your mind. So verse 17, the for the flesh said, sets its desire against the flesh and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. Oh, my goodness. Somebody upset right now. Aren't we in a world where people want to do what they want? I just want to do what I want. I want to do whatever I please. Well, I'm here to tell you. You don't live here by yourself and you must be considerate of others. We just can't do whatever we please, not only to ourselves, but to one another. Oh, my goodness. Verse 18 says, but if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. See, when you're spirit led, when you're loving one another, look, there is no law that can keep you bound. Now, verse 19 says, now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are now follow me on this. Let's see if any of this is going on. So let's see right now is what's going on in the world. Are we living by the flesh or are we living by the spirit of the Lord? Let's see. Now, the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality. Uh-oh. 
uh-oh, I, I don't even want to get into all the immorality right now because I know I'm going to offend somebody. And the Bible is very clear. Give none offense. I'm not even going to give into the immorality. The next one is impurity. Woo! Woo! We, uh, come on. Come on. There's nothing pure. Not right now. What about sensuality? Uh, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife. Is there a strife going on right now? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of strife going on right now. What about jealousy? Oh, absolutely. Did I say that out loud? I said that out loud, but I'm saying it again. Yes, there's a lot of strife. Jealousy, outbursts of anger. Whoa, whoa, I didn't write it. Don't get mad at me. That's in the Bible. It says outbursts of anger. Anybody seen any outbursts of anger lately? Oh boy, disputes. That's another one. Anybody seen any disputes? What about, I didn't see, here's another word, dissensions. Wait a minute, it's talking about all the works of, of the flesh are evident, dissensions, factions. You think there have been some factions for him? Oh, yeah, 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 there's been some factions. There's been uh, lines drawn in the sand, absolutely. Envying, yes, there's some envy going on. Drunkenness, oh, man, people ain't going to stop drinking right now. Look, carousing and things like these, of which I forewarn you. Just as I have forewarned you that those who practice such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But ladies and gentlemen, everything that I just said to you has a cure. Because if the evidence of the flesh is true, and those may be apparent right now, then the opposite must be true as well. There must be some opposites to immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery. Enmity between people, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. Let's give you the fruits of the Spirit, the way God says live, that will cancel all of that out, that will transform our society on how we treat one another. And it says in verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. Stop right there. See, a lot of churches or a lot of teachings, they want to say there's nine different fruit. I mean, we're one branch with nine different characteristics. But I submit to you today, there's really only one vine with eight different characteristics. Somebody just said, what is he talking about? I'm about to tell you. There's a scripture that said God is love. Remember that? God is love. Now, if God is love, it's no accident that when you look at this, it says, but the fruit of the spirit, which is capital, is love. Why is love first? Well, Jesus also said that I am the vine and you are the branches. Watch this. If he is the vine and God is the vine dresser and God is love and then Jesus is God's expression of love for God so loved the world that he gave, then therefore we are the branches. So we're supposed, we're attached to the spirit, which is love. So love is the whole vine. Then the next thing, joy is one of the characteristics of that vine of love. Oh my goodness, somebody missed that. So instead of there being uh, one branch, one uh, nine different characteristics of of the fruit of the spirit. There's really eight characteristics of the vine, which is love. So love is the vine. 
then joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control are the eight characteristics that express what that vine is. My God, if Jesus is the vine and we are the branches, we are supposed to, inside of him, which is love, express joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. My God. And then he says, against such things, there is no law. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me get this straight. When it says there is no law, would our prison systems be as full right now if we all, in love, express joy, peace, patience, kindness, and goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness, and self-control? Would there be any Black Lives Matter right now? If we all, in love, express joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control right now? Would there be an issue between white people and black people right now? Would there be an issue between white people and uh, Mexicans right now? Would there be an issue between white people and also Native Americans right now? Would there be an issue right now if everybody in love, because the spirit, the fruit of the spirit is love, and we, if we all expressed in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, what would every single body's relationship like? What would our governments look like? What would it look like, ladies and gentlemen, if we expressed these things? Nobody's listening to me right now. I'm just going to keep going. Verse 24 says, now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Verse 25 says, if we live by the Spirit, let us walk by the Spirit. Let us not become boastful, challenging one another, envying one another. Haters, Jesus, the one another commands, as with all injunctions, which means commands of Scripture, can only be carried out when we are controlled by the Spirit, and thus filled with the love of God. Without the control of the Spirit, we will become indifferent to the needs of others, being dominated by the deeds of the flesh, and we will seek to meet our own needs for significance. Praise and applause. Stop the music, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't look. That just came to me. It says if we'll be dominated by the deeds of the flesh, if we seek to meet our own needs for significance, people right now in this time of, of, of uh, social unrest are trying to meet their own need of significance. Also want to get, get praised for uh, being uh, like Black Lives Matter. Like, oh yeah, Black Lives Matter. All of a sudden they want to get praised for or get an applause for it. You know what people are doing right now? Uh, just on all cultures. It's like the father that says, hey, I take care of my kids. Like, he's supposed to get some kudos for that. No, you don't get any kudos because you take care of your kids. You, look, we are supposed to do this just because it's the right thing to do. Not to be so we can just be significant, so people can see us, so people can just praise us, so people can applaud us. That's not why we're doing this if you're out there protesting. Look, be, be it really about how you treat one another, not because it's just Black Lives Matter. Look, Black Lives Matter. Also, Mexican lives matter. Also, Native American lives matter. White uh, lives matter. Asian lives matter. All lives matter. But I get it what Black Lives Matter is about. 
because this country was built on black Americans. And so therefore, there has been a, a, a travesty done to black America. But we have got to get up to a point in black culture right now that, look, we cannot change the past. Look, the white people living right now cannot change the past. But what we can do together is change our future. But in order to do that, we have got to let the fruit of the spirit lead us to do that. When we come to the table of reason and hear each other's concerns, issues, grievances, whatever they are, we have got to reason together in love. And we can't be doing it just for significance, just for praise, just for applause, just for because we're seeking our own selfish ambition. Oh, my goodness. Next thing, our objectives in loving one another. One, for a testimony to the world of the reality of God's love in Christ. John 13, 35, by this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Look, I keep telling you, especially to those that say, yeah, I love the Lord and yeah, I've been saved this long and all that, blah, blah, blah. But yet you can't say hi to your neighbor. Yet you can't treat your neighbor with love. That This is telling you that you are not a disciple of Christ, that you do not love the Lord if you treat your neighbor bad. Uh-oh. Y'all want me to stop? I'll stop. We can just end this conversation right now. Because that is the truth of the matter. I don't care how long you've been in church. If you've been in a, a, a this is the issue with sometimes with church folk. Church folks can be some of the meanest people. They could be the most judgmental people because once they got saved, once they found out where Genesis is, now all of a sudden, now they want to they, they be God's hand of wrath. Now they want to judge everybody else. Now they think they're the holy ones of Israel. Now they think they're Jesus' first cousin and are the most meanest people sometimes and the most unforgiving. My God, did I say that out loud? The most unforgiving people you would ever want to be around, which is a shame. But they want to talk about how much they love the Lord. But their actions, what God says, says they don't love the Lord. Oh, man, I'm going to keep going. The second thing, our objectives in loving one another. For love continues to increase. A, increase means, and may the Lord cause you to increase and abound in love for one another. For all men, just as we also do for you. 1 Thessalonians 3 and 12. And the B is intensity and spiritual source. Since you have in obedience to the truth, purify your souls for sincere love of the brethren. Here we go. That word brethren again. Fervently love one another from the heart. That's first Peter 122. Above all, keep fervent in your love for one another because love covers a multitude of sin. Ladies and gentlemen, there's your answer in first Peter 4, 8. Love covers a multitude of sin. That means the genocide of Native Americans and the exile of Native Americans. Love can cover that. That means the irrelevancy that is put on the Mexicans uh, in this country. Love can cover that. That means the travesty to black people in this country. Love can cover that. That means the forgiveness we need to have for white America. Love can cover that. Love covers a multitude of sins. Who came up with that word? It didn't say some sins. It, it said a multitude, meaning there is 
plural, plethora, many, multitude of sin. My God. Next thing for ministry and service to others. Ultimately, ministry, which is service, and service summarize all one another injunctions that follow as expressions of God's for love for others. My goodness, ladies and gentlemen, y'all making me work today. Here's some food for thought. And I want you to answer this question. I mean, really be honest. During this time of social unrest, do you find it harder to love one another? Especially other cultures. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Really examine yourself with this question. You can answer this question or give your thoughts in my comment section on this today Facebook page or post your answers on my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade. Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. And make sure you put hashtag this is the day. Y'all ready to go deeper? Okay. Y'all making this tough today. We're going to go deeper. Let's talk about some hindrances to loving one another. In the Gospels, like Matthew 22, 34, or or Mark 12, 28, or Luke 10, 25. We have the story of a lawyer. On hearing how well the Lord had answered the Pharisees, asked him a very important question to which the Lord, which is Jesus, gave an answer that is fundamental to these one another injunctions. The lawyer asked, which is the foremost greatest commandment of all in the law. So here's the lawyer asking Jesus, what, so what's the greatest, what's the greatest command? The Lord answered, the foremost commandment is to love God with all your heart. But he didn't stop there. It says loving God, which includes knowing God intimately and having faith in him, naturally leads to a second commandment, loving others as we do ourselves. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no way of getting around this love piece. If we are going to heal this nation, if we're going to heal this world, love has to be the key component, because what happens is love subsides all that anger, all that resentment, all, all the disappointment. It'll subside all of that. And we're able to look at each other clearly through God lenses. Also in part one, it mentioned that these two great commandments we have in the principles summary and principles of summary and substance. These two summarize the Bible and give us the basic substance of word of God and what fellowship with God produces. Love for God and one another is the very essence, heart, and substance of the rest of the scripture. These two commands sum up the heart and goal of the rest of God's commands in the word. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, the rest of the scriptures give us God's commentary on loving God and loving one another. In doing this, scripture provides us with this, the means, manner, motive, and method. Remember, we talked about that. Scripture gives us the means, manner, motive, and methods. Remember, I said the scripture doesn't give us the words. The scriptures give us the means, manner, motive, and method. The other commands and principles of scripture are never the end or goal in themselves, but find their meaning and purpose in these two things. Love for God and love for men who are made in the image of God. As the apostle wrote, the goal, the end in view, of our instruction is love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. You can find that in 1 Timothy 1 through 5. Understand this. Watch this. 
13 times in the New Testament, we find the injunction, love one another. These injunctions to love one another give us substance and summary of our responsibility to others, while the other one another commands tell us how. They form God's commentary on what it means to love one another. These one another commands come in two varieties. Watch this. There are a negative commands, which is what we are not to do. And B, there are positive commands, what we are to do. The negative commands are basically canceled by the obedience to the positive command. Goes back to when we talk about the fruit of the spirit. We said, though, these are the things how it looks when you operate in the flesh. And these are the things how it looks like when you operate in the spirit of love. Well, the same is true with basic and negative commands. If you do the positive side, the negative will disappear. They don't like me. Now, Jesus, somebody help me. I wish I had some friends. Look, somebody let me know on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Right now, if you're my friend, just, just put in my Facebook story. Say, look, I'm your friend. And hashtag this is the day. Oh, my goodness, because I feel lonely on this island right now. I feel like John and the island of Patmos right now. My God, let's keep going. Also, remember, this reminds us of a very important concept in Scripture, the principle of exchange, of putting off by putting on. Breaking old patterns becomes through experiencing the new life of Christ by faith. Through the filling of the Spirit, fellowship with the indwelling Christ, and knowing and applying the Word, we are able to put on the Lord Jesus and as such, stop making provisions for the flesh. Note these following passages. Here we go. We're going deeper, ladies and gentlemen. Ephesians 4, 21 through 32. And we're about to close, ladies and gentlemen. Well, this is packing some punch. We're getting straight to the point today. It says, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him just as truth in Jesus, 22 says that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self. Whoa, whoa. We could just stop right there. Can I ask somebody a question? And give your honest opinion. If you look out on the world right now, has anybody real, really laid, a lot, laid aside their old self? <laughs> I mean, really. Because we're still clinging on to a lot of stuff that's happened in the past. And so we brought all of that stuff into our present. Now, some of it is justified. Do not get me wrong. And also, I'm not telling us, let's not, uh, we can't forget about it because it's something that is a part of our culture. But there's a lot of things that are part of our culture. But what we can do is we can learn from it so our future and our present can be better now. What's happening is we're bringing in that old stuff now and we're trying to make things worth Worse, all for the cause of well, not only for what happened before, to we bring it into all the way to what's happening now. So my question is, where does the healing start and begin? It can't because we still have not laid aside the old self. Then it also says, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit. Don't get me started on the deception that is going around in the world right now from the coronavirus. Now, I'm not saying that it's not a threat. I'm not saying that. You got to understand what it is. It was, it's also a biological weapon that was also created as well. Then also, the media is not being totally honest with you as well. 
But are people suffering from whatever it is outside? Absolutely. But the, the really interesting part is nobody can tell you exactly what it is. All you ever hear is somebody tested positive for coronavirus. Then you say, what is it? They don't know. <laughs> and then they give the human, they give the public an interpretation of it. Then when you talk about Black Lives Matter, the deceit that is in that. There is so much deceit just in the Black Lives Matter movement that I don't even want to get into right now because I would lose a lot of friends. But there is a lot of deceit in that. So what happens is we as a culture, as humanity, we definitely have to lay aside this old way of thinking. We definitely have to uh, stop acting to the lust of deceit because also it says in Scripture 20, in verse 23, and that you renewed in the spirit of your mind. We got to renew our mind. We got to renew the way we think. Look, look, look. Know the history. Learn the history. But now take what you've learned and then look at it. How can you make it better instead of making other people bitter? Right. Oh, boy. Nobody like me right now. Black people right now don't even like me right now. Look, I'm not just on black people's side. I'm on all people's side. I'm on God's side, if you really want to know, because look, we can rectify this situation through love. But if all parties are not willing to come to the table, being open, honest, and transparent, if all parties are not willing to come to the table without an agenda, if all parties are not willing to come to the table and wonder about how they look, who's going to be the voice, that's another reason why we can't come together, especially as black people. We'll be hating on whoever the voice is of whoever's speaking for us in general because everybody wants the spotlight. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, uh, 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 I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to leave that alone. Everybody wants the glory. Everybody want to be praised for, oh, yeah, I'm the one that led us through this. Oh, my goodness. Instead of really getting to the point of how do we all overcome together? How do we all heal together? How do we all move forward together? Oh, I'm going to leave that alone because I'm losing people. But it's okay. I still love you anyway. Verse 24 says, and put on the new self which is in the likeness of God, has been created in righteousness and holiness of truth. 25 says, therefore, laying aside falsehood. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Laying all aside falsehood. And also speak the truth, each of you, to one another. With his neighbor. Can we, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> can we get there? Can we at least get to speaking the truth? To one another in love, I'm telling you, that would rectify at least 75% of the problems right now. That statement right there, if we just laid aside falsehood, so if we just put lying away and just spoke truth, but in love with our neighbor, I'm telling you, at least 75% of whatever we're going through will go away. See, nobody believe me right now. And then it said verse 26. Be angry and yet do not sin. See, see, see right here. I'm never telling you, even the Bible's not telling you that you shouldn't be angry. Of course you should, you should be angry. There are things to be angry about. But when we start sinning against God, when we start sinning against each other, that's when things get all messed up. It also says, do not let the sun go down on your anger. Look, we have violated so many godly rules right now. Not only have we been sinning by being angry, but there's a time limit on your anger. 
How many days now have gone by? How many sunsets have gone down? And we are still angry about the things of yesterday. Oh my God, nobody, nobody likes me now. I'm not saying you shouldn't have the concerns of today, which you should. But also the Bible is very clear, tomorrow will take care of itself. If we can rectify the love question today and then have love carry over in tomorrow, I'm telling you each day will start to get brighter and brighter. You can still be angry, but sin not. But also there's a time limit. You're going to have to let that anger subside because we're not going to be able to move forward if everybody's operating in anger because we must operate in love. Oh, my God. And it says, do not, verse 27, give the devil an opportunity. Ladies and gentlemen, whether you're a believer in God or not, I find it interesting. There's a lot of people that believe in the devil but don't be believe in God. But the interesting point is you can't have one without the other. Good must have evil. How would you know which one is which? The devil, the enemy, whatever you want to call him has seized this opportunity. Like I tell everybody, this is a test run for the end times, whether you believe it or not. There will be a second coming of Christ. There will be a rapture. These things will happen. Right now, we are seeing biblical prophecy fulfilled right now, whether you believe it or not. So the devil is seizing every opportunity. Remember, I told you, he's the prince of the power of the air. Now, what's in the air? Airwaves, media. He right now is controlling the narrative. The only way we can counter what is going on right now is how we treat one another. Somebody better go with me on this. I'm telling you, if each one teach one, if each one treat one another, like God says how to be treated, I promise you, I guarantee you, the enemy will fail. We as a society, we as human beings, have got to be a, stop being a pawn in the enemy's game right now. We need to learn to love one another. We need to speak to each other in love, even with our concerns, even with our grievances. Whatever is ma what matters to us, whatever is mutual beneficial to us, we need to all bring it to the table and reason together in love. And I promise you, everything that we are dealing with right now would go away. Ladies and gentlemen, I pray that you enjoyed our time together. I thank you for tuning in to episode three of how to treat one another. I thank you for all the support and responses. New episodes were released every Thursday on iTunes and Spotify at 9 a.m. Next week, we will talk about those negative commands and go even deeper. Please remember to subscribe and don't listen to these episodes just once. Get them ingrained in your spirit. Remember, faith come by hearing. Also, for anything to become a habit, psychologically, takes 60 to 90 days, 66 to be exact. Remember, in all thy getting, get understanding. Then practice implementing what you have learned. Applying how we treat one another is the only way we can turn it around for good. A special thanks to my man, Kevin Clayton at I Am Music Group for producing this show. He does an amazing job. Erica Duff for the artwork. 
The Flow Therapy Morning Show with Coco B and Frank Nitty on the Uncommon Gospel Radio Network. Alex Teamer, a.k.a. Team for the Baseline, and my pastor, Pastor Warren Campbell, and Lena Bird-Miles for This Is The Day intro. Remember to subscribe to This Is The Day on whatever podcast platform you use. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade, and Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. Remember to post any subject titles you would like discussed on This Is The Day Facebook page or feedback on my Instagram stories on what you thought about this conversation. Always remember, God believes in you, and so do I. Till next time, this is the day. This is always the day for breakthrough, victory, redemption. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to This Is The Day with Pastor Wade on any podcast platform that you use. You can interact with Pastor Wade with questions, comments, or subject titles you would like discussed. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade, that is Real Pastor W-A-I-D, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.